Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Well, welcome back to the pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. Hey, John. If they were here, I'm sure they would have right. <laughs> Well, man, it's good to see you yeah. again. Yeah. Good to be in the pew. It is good. I mean, you know, we've been, like I said, we've been busy doing our own things and stuff, and it's good to be back and, and uh, situate, um, really getting us focused on on kind of like improving ourselves, yeah. but also learning more about things. Because, I mean, we, we when we do these shows, we, we also learn more. We, we grasp onto things where we probably forgot about. Sure. Or, or attain something new that is, helps us through that, you know, this week coming up. So. Yeah, well, I think that's what, uh, you know, people, at least that's what they tell me on the when I'm out on the road traveling. Mm-hmm. And what they like about this podcast is, you know, like you always seem to, whatever you're talking about just seems to hit right on point, you mm-hmm. know. And I think it is what you're alluding to, Victor, is because so often we, the subject matter we're talking about are, are, are the things we're dealing with in our own lives. Yeah. You know, so often uh, in ministry or in life or, uh, you know, we've got an episode coming up on this. Um, you know, we we talk about keeping up appearances, and and so we're so concerned with that instead of just, um, you know, no, there's stuff in my wrong, my life that's wrong, or mm-hmm. there's stuff that I need to improve on, and and I can't be the only one that struggles with this, right? That's yeah. that's one of the biggest plays of the devil is that he likes to convince you you're the only one that drinks too much, or the only right. one that gets out of line sometimes, or the only one that's looking at something you shouldn't look at, or whatever you want to choose, whatever vice or sin you want to choose. And so we we isolate and we we back away and we, um, you know we we allow the devil to just kind of control us in our lives sometimes because we he we we believe what what he's preaching, mm-hmm. right? And so that's why we we spend so much of our time on the show trying to talk about things that are going on in our lives because we're not the only ones. I mean, as you and I figured out in the men's group that night, we started at Holy Rosary when we walked in that room and was you know vulnerable and shared all that was going on in my life, and I saw the eyes of all those men opening mm-hmm. up. It was like at first I thought they were horrified they were going to leave, but looking back at it on speaking to and speaking to a lot of them, it was man, you can say stuff like this and nobody's leaving. Like yeah. you can, like you can admit this kind of stuff and nobody's like you know throwing you under the bus. And, and so I think that's what people enjoy about this show so much is that it, it does hit home because we're talking about real things and that's why we even have the tagline like mm-hmm. the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things. There's plenty of people out there that are talking about Aquinas and and Augustine and right. and you know breaking down the the word every week and and we do do some of that, but you know that's it, not our wheelhouse. You're right, right, right. There's other parts of the church that need to be served, right. and that's what we're trying to serve now is the people that are trying to come into a, a greater knowledge of of who they need to be mm-hmm. and and who God wants them to be and and really introduce them into that relationship with a loving God. So mm-hmm. it's it's been a joy. I mean, man, we've been doing this now for three or four years. I think we're right at or over 200 episodes now yeah. so never thought that was going to happen when uh, you and i first started doing this right. and, you know with a with a handmade wix website well, we and were all like that stuff and, struggling on episode 10 yeah this right. like what are we going to do right. for 11 yeah right we, we we ran out of the bag of sins we right. started going, what yeah. are we going to do now right. <laughs> but, but it's been a great run man and, and i just enjoy being here with you every week and you know sometimes i look back in my life and 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 you know, it's easy to get in a place in your life where you're, mm-hmm. the world kind of crushes in on you a little bit and you, you start thinking about what's not going right or what's, but all it takes is for me to sit here and just look at where God has this ministry now and, 
And it also helps me in the times where the devil's trying to convince me that there is not a God and all that stuff that he does right. to all of us. But you're okay. You can do what you want. Yeah. I, don't worry about I, it. I look back and I go, no, that's not possible right. because where this is now, what this has become, what it's reached, how it's reached people it, it is not of my hand. It's mm-hmm. of God's, right? And so I, I didn't expect to talk about this when we started, but that's the joy of the Holy Spirit, right? right? He leads well, you to speak from the heart. Well, that's the thing. Joy, like I said, joy is something that, you know, we sing joy to the world in Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. Because that was the greatest joy is Christ coming down to us and it's God's creation, you know, sure. teaching who we should really be. And and joy is, is the emotion that escapes so many people because they're trying it on their own means, you yeah. know? And, and once you give up all this mess that, that we carry with us um, and we allow Christ in our hearts and to be driven by Him and not our own voices— then, then you understand what joy you encapsulate it, and it's it's just a part of you. Sure. It's hard to describe it. Well, there you go. There he you go. He seconded. Is, that's his. Yeah. Seconded, yeah. His, so yes. <laughs> but, he just slammed the gavel. Right. But joys, I think, joy and happiness are are, are in two different uh, sectors of, of emotions. Because yeah. happiness is it's it's a momentary, it's fleeting, fleeting. Yeah. yeah. But joy is is constant. It really is. I mean, yeah. like. You know, I'm still growing in my faith. I'm still learning more about how I can be a better husband, a better father, a better friend, coworker, all these things. You know, better son. Um, and each time that increases because I learn more and more about my joy yeah. and my relationship with Christ. And I think for all those listening, is that we're we're on that path right now, and you know exactly what I'm talking about because yeah. when you either it was years ago when you had that moment, that feeling or something tragic happened and, and you just kind of stopped where you were because the fear of what to do next is, is ever present or there's anger towards God. You know, I've yeah. spoke about my, when I was working as a chaplain and in, in a children's hospital and kids, you know, young children dying, there was a moment I struggled with, with God, you know, and, 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 and really loving him as, as I want to. But now I understand just by asking him for a healing or asking him for, I love you, help me. That is that is enough, you yeah. know. That is that's all he wants, and we can't control the world we live in. We really can't. We can try to do the the best in our pod, which is what we control our family. But other than that, we can't control actions of other people in the world or wherever. I mean, you know, yeah. you, you look at the news. My oldest is always calling, say, "Do you think that something bad is going to happen?" I go, "I hope not." You know, yeah. but we can't control the what's going on in the and so minds of someone the energy in another country, it, yeah. right? Yeah, so. Um, but that's why we have to have faith, that yeah. knowing that, that that God's in control, or Christ is is trying to lead every men and women to Him, you know, yeah. and try to prevent them from doing evil in the world. Well, and that's, I mean, that's the thing. It's very hard to do that by yourself. Yeah, you know, like so many of us try to do our faith on our own. You know, I look at, uh, you know, when we go to mass, you know, and this is the biggest difference between when I was a Protestant and, and a Catholic that I can really you know, remember, or, or it just sticks out to me. You know, a lot of times I'm, you go to church, especially if you haven't gone there, you know, for a mm-hmm. long time and you go and you leave and it's, and it becomes like, all right, I'm going to go do my Jesus thing. And, and, uh, it's me and Jesus and, and I'll nod at people or whatever, but no one's talking to each other. Our church really hurts in hospitality in a lot of ways and just really reaching out to others. Right. Everybody's kind of coming to do their thing on their long list of Sunday deals or their daily mass deal, you know, their daily routine. If you're a daily mass goer, kind of going in, going out, unless you've just been in a situation where you've been started talking to somebody yeah. and then you'll, you'll have a conversation. But 
you know, so much of our faith that's different. Like with Protestants, man, you can't even hardly get in the door without somebody well, like that's what getting your email say. address yeah. and your phone number we're, and giving you a we're coffee. Both, and, right, we're both from that the, the, those yeah. denominations where you had maybe one one worship service. So yeah. anyone that you don't recognize, you're like, oh, that's someone new. So you go up and do that. Sure, but yeah. in a Catholic church, we have, what, six services in a day or and then yeah. Saturday. So they may not be, they may be going for year, you know, years, and, and you don't want to be like, hey, how's it going? Nice for you to be here worship with us. Like, I've been here for like 20 years, you know, I, know, I, know. I just go to nine o'clock. I always mass. think that at yeah. when I go to four 30 at our right. church, I'm like, who are these people? <laughs> yeah. You know, right. and, and, and it's, it's great that they're coming to church. It's not, not a knock on that at all, but so much of our faith can drive us to just try to do this on our own. Right. You know, and that's one of the things this ministry has been uh, in the fight to try to change is, you know, to not, to, to, to move some of this from the institutionalism that it mm-hmm. is. Right. Because, it's very easy to say, like, it's me and my rosary and Jesus, right? And I don't yeah. need anybody else or anything, and I'm going to turn on EWTN when I get home. I love EWTN. It's a, it's a great thing. Been on it a couple times. Right. But, like, it's just going to be me and, and Jesus. In my box. Yeah, and that's yeah. not what I – you know, I speak a lot on a personal relationship with Jesus, and that's not what I mean. Like, you do have to have a relationship with Jesus. But that relationship solidifies your love for him and his love for you so that you then can go and take your place in the body of Christ, mm-hmm. right? That we need each other. That just like – you know, your 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 hand needs a, an arm to attach to. Your fingers need a hand to attach to. Your, you know, your 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 eyes need hearing and, and smell to complete your senses. Like we we're all parts of the body of Christ. Right. And so often in our life, we we try to do this on our own. And as we've talked about a bunch of times, it, it, the devil waits for that because it's it's you know, Chris Devaney. I was on a show a couple weeks ago, and, and he was talking about you know gazelles like you're watching those nature shows and like the ones that are running in a pack are never the ones that are hurt right because mm-hmm. they got horns and i think he said they're six or eight hundred pounds and they have a lot of friends mm-hmm. right it's the one that wanders off and then that lion or whatever that's out there the predator is waiting for that right. one to go out there to pick off or the injured one that's about far behind the pack yeah right right, right. right. and so that's where we get taken out and, and i think there's just so many of us in our faith that are trying to do this alone right and, and we're, we're quiet about our issues we're quiet about our problems because we don't want to even be embarrassed. We don't want to let anybody in. Mm-hmm. And then when we're practicing our faith, it's just us. And and a lot of times that's why we're losing the fight, right? That's why we're losing the battle. And, you know, Victor, I've told you a bunch of times, I'm don't. I, I I'm tired of the old, like, get your battle axe and your suit of armor and put it on because as guys we want to run out there and whack something, but really that battle is inside of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so many of us don't understand that. So we spend most of our life fighting a losing battle out there on something instead of, changing this so we can then change that right. but um you know the readings for this this, this past sunday um the first two in particular i mean the gospel is always great you know it's it's, yeah. it's the gospel but the first two readings really struck me and the first one was um you know one that is one of my favorite readings to to, to give talks on for men because it really portrays how we need each other and it's really for women too i mean it's how we need each other in the church period but it's in uh, the old testament it's in exodus it's chapter 17 and it's it's the battle with Amalek mm-hmm. right and at this point you know Moses has led uh the the Israelites to the promised land he's gotten older you know he's got Aaron and her with him but he also has Joshua who's going to who's going to secede him succeed him as the leader of mm-hmm. of the Israelites it's going to actually take them into the promised land as we know or if you don't know Moses got angry with God you know smashed his rod against the rock and God said okay you can't come in the promised land yeah. which really seems harsh and right. <laughs> <laughs> Stinks for Moses because right. he put up with a lot of junk not to be able to get there. He got to look at it from right. a, from mountaintop. But anyway, there's this battle, and you know, as as we all know, they were as they were going through on their journey to the Holy Land, they had to fight these tribes and these other people and stuff. So this was no different. And 
So they're they're starting this battle with Amalek, and Joshua is the young warrior that's on the battlefield, mm-hmm. and Moses has has climbed up this hill with Aaron and her, his brother Aaron and his friend her, and um, this is what happens. I'm just going to read the the passage. It says, "Then Amalek came and waged war against Israel and Rephidim." So Moses said to Joshua, choose some men for us, and tomorrow go out and engage Amalek in battle. I'll be standing on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses told him. He engaged Amalek in battle while Moses, Aaron, and Hur climbed to the top of the hill. As long as Moses kept his hands raised up, Israel had the better of the fight. But when he let his hands rest, Amalek had the better of the fight. So Moses' hands, however, grew tired. So they took a rock and put it under him and sat on it. Meanwhile, Aaron and Hur supported his hands, one on one side and one on the other, so that his hands remained steady until sunset. And Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the sword. So there's a little bit more to that passage, but this this part here makes the point I want to make today, is that it took a lot of people to win that battle. Mm. right? Joshua's on the battlefield, Joshua with all these people, and he's fighting. But he, if it wasn't for Moses raising his arms doing his part that the Lord has asked him to do in the same battle. Even though he's not on the battlefield, he's not out there swinging a sword, he's not out there with a shield, he's up on the hill rooting for Joshua basically and supporting him in the way that he was called to support him, then Joshua would win. They were started to smite the the Amorites, Ammonites or whatever. I can't ever say it right, Amorites. <laughs> so anyway, when Moses' hands would grow weary because he was older, and one of the – I have a picture that Bill Donahue, you know, our friend Bill sent me one time – that just super it's the best depiction of this ever it has off of the the bottom left hand corner of the picture is all these what look like dots on the page look like ants but it's Joshua on the battlefield mm-hmm. and it's this the, the picture is is drawn from behind Moses and he's sitting there on this rock and he's an older man and he just he's got his head kind of sank mm-hmm. and he's holding his arms up but then you have Aaron and her who have both taken a knee on either side of him and they they've got both their arms shoved up under his under his arms so that his arms cannot fall mm-hmm. So you had Joshua who was doing his part on the battlefield. You had Moses who had to keep his arms raised to do his part to to spur on the fight because God said as long as you keep your arms up, you win. So Moses, who couldn't do it by himself, then had two brothers, a, a literal brother and then a brother in Christ or a brother in, 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 the, in God at that time, holding his other arm up. And when they did, when they worked in harmony together, when they worked as, as one body, if you will, then they succeeded in their mission. You know, and I look at the church today, and we wonder why we don't have more engagement, why, why, why we're losing people, why that we have infighting on on things like what type of mass that's your favorite and which you want to go to and which one's more holy and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. We get caught up in stuff that 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 is is unimportant because there's a fight out there that we all have to engage in together. And this is why, like, Victor, I spend my life – not only doing this podcast, but going around this country trying to start these groups because we can't do it alone. Right. We can't do it alone. We have to first have that relationship with God and that relationship with other. And that's what you and I have found. Like because of the relationship that we found together and our love for each other and our brotherhood and and our friendship was founded in that community at Holy Rosary and that men's group that God chose to start. All of this came out of that. Right? That call to mission, that call to want to to help others that call to say like, there is something I can do in this fight, figuring out what that was, whether we're swinging a sword or holding up our arms or, Mm -hmm. or holding up someone else's arms. We all have a place to be in this, in this fight. But so often we allow ourselves to splinter off and, and to just kind of do our own thing instead of coming into community together. And that's why it's so important. That's why 
I'm giving my life and my time away from my family right. to go and, and, and to preach this and to 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 help men start places where they can find what we've found because you can't do this alone. You're not supposed to do it all, you know, right. all alone. You wind up at, on yourself and, and, and on your own. You wind up in a terrible place, isolated and alone and easy to take out, and, and you wind up a lot of times being um, ineffective mm-hmm. because you can't do it by yourself. Right. Well, you're kind of what, what what I want to go off on is is obviously you're saying is like the infighting. Yeah. You know, the body of Christ is is like the the terminology we use to say that we're all collective working together to to promote Christ's mission. You yeah. Know, love and you know the gospels, but yet the eyes can't tell the feet. I don't need you. You know, because right. you can't go anywhere. But the thing is, not to go further into that, is that we 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 don't need to attack each other. You yeah. know, because we're we're wounding each other, and and when we do that, we're distracted of the re- the true mission that we're supposed to be doing. Like you know, um, you know, all denominations within the the faith, yeah. you know, of proclaiming Christ as the Messiah, the Lord. You know, we need to stop pointing fingers at each other, and even like you're saying, even the smallest things of what's the right way to baptize a child. You know, sure. Or should we baptize a child? We shouldn't. You shouldn't. You know, all this stuff, and and that that pulls apart. The, the collectiveness of the, the mission, you know, yeah. and same thing with Eucharist, you know, it is Christ. No, it's not. It's a, it's a, you know, it's something's going on there, but we can't call it. We don't know what it is. Sure. Or others like, no, it was just a, a symbol of our, of, of, of Christ's faith. Well, we yeah. don't want to get, we don't want to get caught. I mean, it's important in some aspects of tradition, but we don't want to hurt other people to where they, they turn themselves away from their faith right. or from Christ. Well, and we're not judge, jury, and executioner, no. right? So if something is, you know, I don't want to get too far into the TLM versus the the Novus Ordo and all that stuff. Right. But if if the service is speaking to somebody, if Mass is speaking to some way, then then it's doing what it's supposed to do, mm-hmm. right? If there's a red candle lit, it's holy. Yeah. If there's a tabernacle there, it's holy. Right. Not because of the way that the Mass is just performed, you know, but because Jesus Christ is there and mm-hmm. he's present in it, right? And and so they're both beautiful forms. They both can be done beautifully. But we don't need to – that takes our eye off the mission, right? right. If you love the TLM then, the TLM, then go love it, right? But don't don't tear somebody else down because they don't, right, or because they prefer a different type of mass, right? I, we When we do that, it's like the devil is just – it's like a dog chasing its tail. It's, a, it's put something out there, and you take your eye off of the goal and the mission, mm-hmm. which is bringing other people to Jesus, which is – you know, building up our own virtue and holiness so that we can br- help others build up theirs and bring them into the kingdom. Mm-hmm. That's what we're here for. That's the fight that we fight. There's one bad guy in the scenario of our lives. It's the devil. Right. It's not the other guy who prefers a different type of mass, or it's not, you know, people that aren't Catholic that are that are another denomination because they're followers of Jesus too. Mm-hmm. Of course, we want them to come into the fullness of the truth of the Catholic Church. But at the end of the day, our fight is with the prince of darkness, right? Is with is with uh, the 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 harborer of evil, right, mm-hmm. in the world, and and we have to keep our eye on that prize. It's just like if, if you're in the military and you're going on an op, you can't just decide when you're like Bravo Six or whatever out of six guys. You can't decide I'm just going to go off to this corner and start shooting people over here because I'm supposed to have my team's back. Mm-hmm. And 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 when those things happen, those missions fail. Things fall apart. Um, you know, and it's the same thing in our spiritual life when we're trying to do this on our own and we're trying to make our own way and we're, we're, we're not including ourselves with others. We're not getting involved in our parishes. We're not finding communities and places where we can go and find support and be supportive of others. And we're setting ourselves up for failure. And, 
And, you know, the second reading of, of Sunday's gospel this week, this past week, Victor, is in Second Timothy. And, and Paul's talking about, you know, his example in teaching. And it says, um, let me get to where the part was, but um, let me see here. It says, but it, so it's, it's, it's Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 14. And he says, but you remain faithful to what you have learned and believed because you know from what you from whom you've learned it. And that from infancy you have known the sacred scriptures, which are capable of giving you wisdom for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Right. So that's what we're supposed to be doing: knowing the scriptures, knowing our faith, growing in community, so that we can live and have wisdom for salvation, which comes through Jesus, and we can give it to others. But he says all scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for refutation, and for correction, and for training in righteousness, so that one who belongs to God may be competent and equipped for every good work. Um, it says, I charge you in the, pres- uh, the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing in his kingly power, proclaim the word. Be persistent, whether it is convenient or inconvenient. Man, that's, mm-hmm. <laughs> ain't that the truth? Convince, reprimand, encourage through all patience and teaching. So what I, the reason I'm reading that one and the reason I think the church chose that, along with these the gospel and everything else, is because it directly ties into what we see with with Moses and Aaron and her is like it, it is hard to convince to try to go out and preach and try to to bring salvation to others and we can't do it alone right we can't do it alone we have to be working as a team mm-hmm. for the Catholic Church to survive for the and we know it will because the gates of hell will not prevail against it right but for it to do what God wants it to do in the world we have to come to the same mission right we we have to stop trying to do this ourselves. We have to stop the me and Jesus stuff. I mean, yes, we need, again, that personal deep relationship with Jesus, but it's not one that calls us away from community. It's one that right. should call us into community. And when we're living in that, then that's when we start to find our common mission and goal and we start to live it. And we are so much more powerful as a group of people than we ever are as one, right? That's why I don't sit here on this show and do it by myself. Mm-hmm. You bring so much to the table and and, and I can't tell you how many people have reached out and said, man, I love what Victor has to say and, and I love Victor's contributions and all of those things. It's because we're not meant to do this alone, right? It's why Jesus sent the disciples out two by two. It's why we need this true community in our life. And Victor, I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. I'm not a guy who's out there preaching to people that they need to do this in their life without doing it in my own. You know I mean? I know I've had to miss a couple of our groups lately because it, the ministry has just picked up and I'm going out of town, but I guarantee you I probably haven't missed 15 in the seven years that we've we've been together because I know what it means. Mm-hmm. Like, it's what keeps me on the state and, and straight and narrow. It's what feeds me so I can go out and feed others. It's what gives me the strength and the courage to do this because I know I have people like you and Nick and David and and, and John Hoffman and Mark Lynch and, and all these other people and then the wonderful people in ministry like Dr. Bob Schutz and Chris Fanick and all these other guys that he's put in my, my path to go out and to live the life that he's called me to live and help others come to him. But we can't do it alone. There's going to be times where, where I need somebody to hold up my arms Mm -hmm. and God knows you've done that plenty of times. There's going to come times in, in your life and in the lives of other people in in, in our group where, where we're going to need to hold their arms up, right? There's going to be somebody out there in the midst of the fight that needs that support that they can only get by people who understand the fight that they're in and who, who they know have their back. And this is why community is so important. And this is, Victor, why, again, I spend so much time in my life preaching about this. I had a compliment from a guy that asked me to go on this 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 series thing and film this series. And 
I asked him, I said, what drew you to what we do? And he said, dude, your passion for, for what your ministry is called to do, which is to go start groups and put people in the community with each other. Your passion spews out from that. And it's not because it's some pie in the sky, Victor. It's because I've experienced it and I believe it and I know what it's done in my life. Again, like so many of you guys have come up and said, John, thank you for what you've done and thank you for what you've created because it's, and, and it brings me to tears because I'm like, thank you for what y'all have done. Mm-hmm. Because I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing. I wouldn't be the person I am if it wasn't for you. And so I love this reading because I want people to understand it it illustrates so greatly the need for other people in our life. Because the devil's coming for each and every one of us. The closer, the more you turn to God, the bigger bullseye you're you're painting on your back. And he hates you because he hates God and he hates that you love God. And you're trying to live for him. So there's going to be these trying times that come in our life, the deaths in our family, the loss of jobs, the stress, the, the addictions, the vices, the, the snares the devil places all around us all the time. And we can't get through them alone. If we do, if we try it, we're going to lose the fight, mm-hmm. right? We're going to be Joshua who's getting beaten back because he, he didn't have the support at that moment when Moses couldn't raise his arms. But when we surround ourselves with other people in our life that care for us, that love us, that are fighting the same fight, again, the same fight, then with the same common goal in mind, that's when we start to win the fight. That's when we start to turn the tide of the battle. That's when we start to bring people back to the church because they see that it's a united front, right? That this is a place that believes and and has a relationship and love of God that that knows that the relationship is important, not only relationship with God, but with Christ and, and with others. And that, that it's, it's the binding that holds all this together and it's attractive and it's beautiful because we're all facing one common goal, mm-hmm. which is to be with our Heavenly Father forever and to bring everyone that we ever come into contact with, to with us. Well, you're talking about changing communities, yeah. you know, and that's that's the thing is that when you, you're, well, you said some things and I thank you. Sure. And of course, I'm, yeah. I received some of it, but I know I have my own things that I fall short of. So I think we all do. Yeah. No, man, I love but, you. You know that. But, you know, for for us being in a group, men, strong groups of men, like I said, there's bonding in sports and stuff like that. But that's temporary. Right. It's only because there's a three hours to watch, you know, and sure. you're high fiving because your team's winning. But imagine being a part of that your whole life yeah. to where you have that support. And that's the community of faith. And that's why collective worship is so important, because you go there in the community you, you all proclaim your faith together, and you go out into the community to change the community, and therefore you're changing the demographics around your community. You're improving the, 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 the city or that you live in by doing service, like feeding the, helping the needy, feeding the poor, you know, all these clothes, donation drives and stuff, you know, that you, you're pushing to change the community. Now, Memphis has a bad rap, you know, in the, in the community, in the news. A lot sure. of stuff happens, but there's a lot of good things that happen here, too. And you just can't abandon a community to the evils that maybe are there for a few people, you know. The, yeah. and, and so as men of faith, as people of faith, you know, we are there to change the world and to change our community for the good of what the enemy is trying to combat, you know. Yeah. It's not easy because, you know, we can be very despondent in the things we see in the news, but that's just a slice of the, the things that are happening, and we're not always seeing the, the, the good works that are going into the things that aren't being talked about, yeah. but yet we know it's present. Right, and that's, yeah. I mean, it's exactly what leads to that second reading, right? Mm-hmm. The things that that St. Paul was talking about in that reading, like going out, convincing, teaching, changing, converting, understanding with wisdom, the salvation that comes through Christ, all that is is facilitated and put together and, and, and is able to be performed because 
of the body of Christ, right. right? Because of the many gifts that we all have that that come together like pieces in a puzzle to make a a, a an imperfect mm-hmm. but a perfect showing of God's love and 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 the ability to to complete His mission. And that's what we have to get back to is realize we're on that common mission. And so. You know, here at the end of the show, I mean, some of you guys may say, yeah, that's what I want. Like, I want people to hold up my hands, but I don't have them. I want people to raise up my arms. I want to support other people, but I simply don't have that in my life. Then once again, like maybe this is what God's calling you to, mm-hmm. right? This ministry, maybe the reason you're attracted to it, maybe the reason you've been listening for years or or you have that desire in your heart is because you're like, I want that. Well, God, there are no coincidences, man. Like God works in providence, right? Providentia. And, and maybe he's had you here because... He's finally saying, if you want something, then do something about it, right? Stop waiting for someone else to do it. So much of our life, we spend waiting for somebody else to deal with problems that God has equipped us to deal with on our own. So like, if you want what we're talking about, if you want a community, if you want to hold up somebody else's arms or have yours held up by people who love you, support you, want the best for you, and you want the same for them, then consider starting a group in your parish. Right? I didn't know what I was doing when we started the one in Holy Rosary. The Lord called me to go and spill my guts, and I did. And everybody looked at me, and I said, I guess we'll start a men's group. I was scared to death. I had a priest that trusted me, or at least gave me the opportunity at the time to try to lead something. And I was so inept. I was so insufficient. I was so ill-equipped. But God was not. <laughs> God knew exactly what he was doing. He knew that he could use the gifts that he's given me. He can use the gifts that he's given you. You just have to simply... Stand up and say, I'll do it, right? Here I am, Lord. Call me. I will go. We hear those words so many times in Scripture. Maybe it's time for you to say that in your own life and go to your pastor and say, you know what? I'm tired of doing my Catholic faith alone. I'm tired of walking alone as a man. I keep falling to vices and and, and addictions and all of these other things. I'm not the man I want to be, and I need help becoming that. And I think other men do too. And so I want to start something here in my parish. And then call us. We will come and help you. I will get off my butt out of this chair and I will get on a plane and I will come to your parish, into your town, and I will work with you to start a men's group so that you can find the same thing that Victor and I have found in our community. A place where where sometimes I'm Joshua, sometimes I'm Moses, sometimes I'm Aaron, sometimes I'm her, and Victor's all those things too. Right? So that we can support each other and we can get on a common mission to to change our parishes to what God calls them to be, places of mission places of, of conversion, places of joy and hopefulness and, and of his love and mercy where it's just on full display for the world and we can start doing our part in the mission of salvation in God's plan to save the world, right? Jesus gave us all on the cross. That was enough. But we still have to play our, play our part in his plan of salvation by being active in our gifts, active in the body of Christ, right? If we have an arm hanging there dead and loose, then we're not going to be able to complete the mission. We all have to be on the same page, and we get there by coming into the community together, walking with each other, loving the Lord and loving each other. So if you want to do that, I don't care if you don't think that you're equipped. We can equip you. Go to justagainthepew.com. Go to our Vincent Book Me page. Click the part about the men's groups. Fill out the form. Set up a call with us. Shoot me an email at justagainthepew at gmail.com. Get in touch with us any way you know how, and we will come to your area and help you find what Victor and I have found. So, Victor, let's take this to prayer in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for Victor. I thank you for all the brothers you put in my life. I thank you for the ministry, and I thank you for all the people that support us, uh, the men that listen to this, Lord, and any of them out there that are struggling right now. 
Give them hope, Lord. Let them listen to this and let it turn their hearts so they can understand they need community and they need your love in their life. Lord, you didn't make us to do this on our own. You made us for community. We together are the body of Christ. Help us to grow in our relationship with you so that we can understand how much you love us, how much we love you, and then we can go out and share that love with others and build a community that will help us complete your mission of bringing your world back to you. In the name of the Father, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.